This is Boat Crew RPG with Not All That Glitters. All right, uh, Vincent looks across the group as early gets back and says, I think we probably don't have a lot more time then, given the number of other problems you saw further up the train. Let's be simple. What do you want me to do? It's time to put the pedal to the metal. I'm getting nervous by the amount of bodies on this train and the fact that we're no closer to getting this ring. So I think we're going to have to unfortunately rely on a little bit of elbow grease to get things done. However, just make sure that we don't touch the person who's holding the ring. Anne, do you have any ideas? I thought Anne was already making her way over to Aurelia. Oh, that's right. You are making your way to Aurelia. But Ella is still there. Ella is still with you. Can she act as our intercom? Nope. She only speaks Chinese, uh, Japanese. And I certainly don't speak that. Cool. All right. So I guess it's up to us. Uh, how strong are you exactly? Well, I can probably rip these doors off their hinges if I really need to. And they had hinges instead of sliding. Specifically uh, regarding metal, how strong are you with thick android-like pieces of metal, perhaps? I can probably make one mechanical man into a lot of mechanical pieces. And at that, Maddie gets this Grinch-like smirk. Well, I wish I would have known that earlier, because it just so happens that our biggest obstacle is a tin man. A tin man that we, and our particular skills, can't touch. That is something that I can take care of. All right, good. Um, jump really fast to Anne and Aurelia. You guys, as Aurelia was already trying to come back, and you catch up to her in the car with all of those creepy and tropic people that Aurelia had just noticed are certainly carrying guns as she was trying to get by them. So good six of them. You guys are both in the other VIP car. Do you stop to talk there, or do you just double backwards? Can we get the information that um, that the the werewolf is taking down the cyborg via Joseph. Joseph is very quietly whispering things to Aurelia. Awesome. Um, then N, if 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 Aurelia uh, com- communicates that to N, uh, N will back. It, it is an entire radio system going on. So what N wants to get to Maddie <laughs> is that she needs to. St- tell vincent to lure the to lure the werewolf to or to lure the cyborg with werewolf to us so that we can get them through that door and then we can weld the door shut or i can i can use matter to be to make the door stay where it is and then there's a, a mage a bunch of vampires and a werewolf and a cyborg all together in one compartment, that's fine. All right. You guys have that quick, quiet conversation at which point you notice one of the early folk in suits pull back his coat sleeve, look at a very nice watch, look to the others, nod and say, it's time. They get up as a group and start heading backwards. As in back to where we are. Back towards the VIP car. Yeah, no. Aurelia, let's go. 
we need to get we we need to stay ahead of them. I have a plan, but we need to stay ahead of them. Yeah, you get as they start walking away, you're like, oh, oh okay, okay, we can't talk to the aisle anymore. You zoom back towards the other car, and yes, there are six relatively tough-looking gentlemen who are just walking past. Unless you're trying to stand in their way, they are just treating you like scenery, I think is the best way to put it. Everyone is scenery to them. Walk past you, walk past the couple playing Sudoku, walk towards the back of the car and get to the door there. One of them checks the knob, seems a little annoyed that it's locked. You can hear the sounds of the outside when they get there. They open the door to your train car, to that little passage between it and the next one. And you can hear a rattle like they're testing the door to the back VIP car. Because to a couple of you have German, you can hear someone say, locked. The response then immediately following is, break it. And then a crunching sound of metal being broken. And they all finish going into that back car. And will run past, grab her umbrella and follow them in. Because at least she needs to be close to the action because this is going to go somewhere. It is definitely going to go somewhere. What's everyone else doing? I'm Vincent also is following. following. <laughs> yeah. Maddie, are you joining the following train? Yeah, I don't want to get separated from anyone. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say right now, can I somehow manage to make their guns jam with entropy? Totally. Entropy 3 lets you slay machines. Literally, it's break machine magic. Okay, I want to break their guns. Okay, so you're going to be rolling on a difficulty six to get their guns to happen to not fire. If you want to break their guns permanently, instead of just causing the coincidental, hey, something's not going on right here, then that becomes a difficulty seven. Make sense? Right, that's an arete roll, right? It is. Difficulty six is coincidental. Something's going wrong here. Mm -hmm. Difficulty seven is actually damaging them with their magic. That becomes breaking possibility. That becomes something that will have some paradox. Both of them are technically entropy three effects, but one of them is more destructive than the other. Okay. I believe if I take out the guns completely, I'm effectively taking out the ghouls completely because they're almost useless. Uh, actually, I just metagamed. I don't know that they are ghouls. I suspected they're vampires. Um. <laughs> Either way, if they're vampire or vampire adjacent, there's always that possibility of superhuman strength. Yeah, but we have superhuman strength as well. You do. Things can go very interestingly chaotic. And I kind of want to have that advantage when none of their guns work. Okay, so... Let's have that beautiful Arate roll. You put it in. You got yourself two successes on six. I haven't rolled. Oh, that wasn't that was a previous roll. Sorry. Yeah, uh, I want to use the seven difficulty. And how much quintessence and willpower can I spend on one roll? You can spend one point of willpower for an automatic success. Mm -hmm. And you can spend up to three points of quintessence to lower the difficulty by three. Uh, how much difference do rates of success make here like if i have one success on the difficulty seven roll what does that mean for me i think that given that you're killing a gun for every success basically i think that that's what i'll do i will take out a single gun for every success you get you've broken that machine 
You're trying to break a lot of machines. Okay, I'm spending one willpower and three points of quintessence. All right, let's see this. Two successes. Plus willpower, three successes. So you've broken half of their guns with basically the equivalent of a quick whispered word and a gesture calling on your understanding of chaos and how it should really be infecting those guns horribly right now. We're also going to mark up a point of temporary paradox for you. So that has the potential of doing something later. Paradox doesn't always immediately go off. Okay. The word I mutter is fuck that. <laughs> you still took out half their guns really quickly, so that is pretty good. And technically also your whole quintessence pool that was remaining, I think. Oh, no, no, it's not. One, two, three, four, five. You got two points of quintessence left. Yes. Okay, good. So you do that. They don't even know that their guns are broken yet, but you've just done something that was somewhat impossible. The paradox technically isn't realized in certain senses until someone notices and then it might happen. But you can see that you guys are behind a crowd of men entering the train car. It's awkward and horrible because everyone is stuck standing in a line, basically. And as you guys are somewhat between the cars, they aren't bothering to look backwards at this instant, but you can hear them say, you can hear shouts of upset already from the VIP car of, what do you think you're doing? And the and a response of, my master did not wish to be outbid. You will be handing us our prize. And the six men pulling out their guns as though to emphasize no, you will be handing us your prize. Next actions from anyone before things get even more chaotic. And we'll lean in or whisper to Vincent very quickly. Get them out of here. Start tossing them off the train. All right, all right. Get out of my way, please. And just immediately puts herself flat against any wall that is close by. Aurelia, you were technically between the cars, so I'm guessing that you were moving aside from the door. As Vincent walks past you and basically throws a good foot and a half as he is stepping through that gap there towards them. And you can see actually some shock and alarm coming past him just barely around him through the doorway. Not from the men in suits who have not turned around yet, but from the original occupants of that back car. As the cyborg is looking upset, annoyed and has already interposed himself between the last person in a suit and the group of gun-toting maniacs who walked in there and starts saying something very close to, you chose the wrong car, as his hand disassembles itself into what looks like a goddamn plasma cannon and levels it towards them. Guns are raised, plasma cannon is out, and three of the guns do absolutely nothing. Two bullets suddenly, two gunshots go off, and there is a scream as the third person with an active gun is suddenly tossed through that rubber barrier between the train cars and the wind and the snow starts howling in the gap as a Glabro werewolf has taken the field. This is going to be mildly initiative messy with so many people. So we're going to let you guys start declaring what you're trying to do since none of you are directly walking into the path of a punch either at this point. Aurelia, you broke a bunch of guns. We're going to call that your first major thing. 
and Maddie will give you a major thing now. This is we're not going to make this overcomplicated with nine, ten individuals involved simultaneously. Nobody wants to bog down like that. How cl- close am I to the whole cyborg and the person behind the cyborg? They're about four meters away. There's like a roughly two meter gap between the cars because they each have a little bit of platformish space on the end of them and that tunnel between them. And then another two meters in are full of these men who just kind of pushed themselves to the side so they could make themselves into a shooting screen as much as they could and realized that are about to realize that the back one of them just got pulled out and tossed. Right. So I'm still in the VIP card or am you I are, already... you're at the gap between the cars. Yeah. Vincent is basically at the door to the other car and about, and has partially muscled his way in okay. those, those vampires or whatever they are. Yes. Rules will, will admit. Okay, fine. They definitely got themselves in the way and raised escalation by thinking they could do something directly. Yeah. So here's the thing. I want to get close enough that I can toss Ella preferably across or slide them underneath all of this chaos and get them in between the cyborg and the person behind the cyborg so that they can start doing their uh, brain insanity thing. I'm going to say that for you to do this, this is going to be difficulty eight. Uh, You don't have any athletics or brawl to toss with. You know, maybe I don't do this. Uh, I will let you actually substitute in your martial arts for this because martial arts and melee, you got both of those. Martial arts does tend to frequently involve a little bit of throwing stuff. I I don't have martial arts. I think you have the wrong sheet. I have the wrong sheet. I'm sorry. Oh, God. Yeah, you're really good. You got two dice. Though I do have stealth stealth with a specialty in crowds so i could and as this is now currently a crowd i would argue i would be able to get closer myself worming my way through all of that like you are at a concert all right i will say that that is the best role you've got for this it makes sense this is gonna i'm gonna require you to get at least one success on the difficulty nine though because you're trying to stealthily toss an umbrella through a firefight that's about to tar- happen. I know, but, but I'm you, still going to try. But you're a scientist. Science has risks. Oh, I am going to do something he might not like, but I still have one point of willpower to spend. AKA, I'm going to use my one point of willpower to get me a little bit of extra. Uh, oh yeah, Quintessence is an instant success. I cannot use Quintessence on this, but, or is willpower. I keep on mixing those up. Willpower is a success. Quintessence lowers the difficulty for magic. Right. So I'm going to use my last point of willpower to get me that one success that you need. And then I'm going to try and get more. Okay. Let's roll your dex and stealth on nine to try and do this without attracting attention. What is the benefit of me having a specialty for this? Specialty is the exploding tens. Luckily for you, ones cannot take away your success from willpower. You still get one success, even after all of that. 
you so have- for our listeners, I did botch that role technically. So without willpower, that would have been a shit show. It's still about to be one anyway, straining herself to the last limits of her will and fortitude. <laughs> Anne yeets Ella just barely over that crowd, knocking her against a luggage rack by accident and into the other train where a couple startled faces turn around in utter confusion. Why is there an umbrella? What is going on? And because spirit charms are really entertaining and special, they don't quite work the same way everything else does with dice rolls every single time. She creates rain and snow by spending essence, not by rolling dice. Ella is going to be very hungry after this, but she'll but they will have been a very good Ella and will deserve their rewards. People look, there's a moment of confusion. Ella springs open on the ground on their leg and out from underneath them comes a virtual avalanche of snow and wind whipping around inside of the compartment things start to go really crazy. The cyborg looks like is still trying to take a quick shot over at the mobster types, but seems utterly baffled. The person in the back who you can presume was actually holding the ring, it looks like they're scrambling towards the back door of the train car. And the mobster's look like they have literally no clue what to do right now and their most of their guns aren't even working vincent is just charging in because he had a rough idea what was going on and starts slamming heads together maddie how are you influencing everything you can't see it but i'm shrugging at you because i feel that there's so so many moving parts and so many people i'm not really sure exactly what's going on so a recap there's mobsters that pulled the guns on whoever's holding the ring and they're well half their guns jammed the cyborg is fighting the mobsters question mark cyborg is fighting the mobsters the werewolf is fighting the mobsters and going to have to deal with the cyborg afterwards and the person holding the ring has just tried to escape themselves out the back door at the far end of the train. There's no more cars for them to go to, but they're going out the back of the train. Maddie, this could be your moment to be the one who gets the on top of the train scene. <laughs> it's always Maddie with the damn heroics. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Okay. Oh, gosh. Okay. So if they're running out of room, they're going for the back of the train. I can't force the ring out of their hand, but it is possible that they're going to drop it given all this chaos. So I'm going to summon Joseph to run, you know, up my pant leg and get in position on my hat. And Maddie's going to start just like really beelining it after the person with the ring trying to, you know, duck around the clusterfuck that is everything that is happening right now. And She's going to get ready to invoke Hermes to give her swiftness and agility. And if need be, keep her balanced on top of a train. Uh, so you're going to run through the fire flight when you can teleport. 
Uh, I have to, well, from what you've told me, I have to know exactly where I'm teleporting and I don't know what's on top of the train unless I can just get up there because I know what the top of a train theoretically looks like. Oh, I meant you could also teleport to just far into the car. You can see it. Okay, I'll teleport <laughs> to the far end of the card, I guess, with just a straight arate roll. Yep, difficulty is seven on that one. Okay. You do still have some willpower left, thankfully. Or quintessence, however you want to run it. I get one success. You get one success. You teleport to the opposite end of the fire fight, fight there as all the chaos in the world is breaking out on. We're going to really... Wishy instead of crunch all of the numbers for everything happening in the middle, because frankly, they're all caught up with each other and not you guys at this exact instant, which circles us back to Aurelia because we're taking good fair turns here. Aurelia, how do you plan on influencing all of this? There's a lot of chaos in the middle, but chaos is your friend. Sorry, did you move to me? <laughs> I did move to you. Okay, cool. Um, I wanted to do the jump uh, out of the train thing through the hole that the werewolf conveniently uh, did. Mm. You got any athletics to do that with, to try and climb yourself up the side of a moving train? Uh, no. You do, however, have entropy and forces, so you can you know make friction be on your side, make the wind try and ignore you a bit, things like that. You're not completely helpless on this. You're just not athletically inclined. Magnetic combat boots. I love it. Okay, so it's going to be a difficulty seven arate roll to turn yourself into a living magnet so you stick to this outside of the train. You're going to be spider-womaning, I guess? Yeah, yeah, that's going to suck if I fail this roll. Well, you got to do your quick spell first, and once you cast your vote there, or your effect, you know, then you try and get up the side. Okay, okay, fair. So difficulty seven is what you said. Yeah, we know that Patty was doing this kind of stuff with a bit of a prayer. Um, Given the tools you use, probably you're going to have to literally start working with music. So you're like going to hum the Spider-Man theme or something. Yeah, something along those lines. (laughs) I won't ask which one. There's enough different options. (laughs) The one from the 60s, of course. Of course. Let's see that beautiful roll. One success uh, is all I need from you. I'm using willpower to get that one success. That is all that you need. Okay. But if you get more, that's awesome. <laughs> Nothing. That would have been a true botch instead of just a failure. It's a good thing you spent willpower. Okay. You start sticking yourself up the side of the train. You are now Spider Aurelia. And Aurelia is going up. Maddie went across. You are in the middle. What is your move? Does Ella move on my turn? Ella does. But right now, Ella is focusing on filling that car with a winter wonderland of madness. Great. Uh, instead, I will yell over our telepathic link. Ella, no, the other thing I asked you to do. And uh, direct her to start using her uh, insanity, like to start showing the person behind her all of the insanity that she can muster will i still have a move yes you are two separate people we're going to roll ella's three dice of madness to see how she's able to influence the ring holder there and maybe you'll get Antvar's ring to start really causing some weirdnesses here 
Um, Blood gets three successes. She's causing nice. craziness. Nice. That that definitely works. Um, I think while that happens, she, uh, Anne will yell, Vincent, the mouse got it. He's getting away. He's running that way. And just r- try to get across that this ring is now leaving this train cart moving the other direction and trying to get this entire mob of people to leave. Well, right now they're kind of locked in a bit of a battle to the death, unfortunately. That's fine. I'm trying to specifically reach out or to specifically yell for Vincent because he's one of the people who is in control the most within this entire situation. So as soon as he is convinced that the ring is actually leaving, he might be able to drag along other people from the strain guard. All right. Uh, leadership, intimidation, expression. You got a good way of getting... You are lying. I am lying. All right. Manipulation, subterfuge, difficulty is eight because you're trying to get heard through all of this. Come on. Come on. It, it's a... It's a big fight in the middle of a train. You're right. <laughs> I just hate high difficulties. That's all. I yeah, the dice don't two. hate it. The dice don't hate you this time. All right. Vincent actually looks up from that. And his response is now that we'll circle back with him to decide to try to shove the ghouls in front of him straight into the cyborg so he can get out of there. At which point the plasma cannon does go off, blowing a hole through one of those ghouls, the floor below him, the side of the train, and you can feel the car rock back and forth a little bit as things have gotten unstable for just a second. Almost as though someone large had hit the train car with and shaken it up. Maddie, back to you at the far end of the train. You teleported right in beside the person who was fumbling with the back door with one hand holding a small metal box with with the other. And then suddenly Ella did something. Right as you had teleported in, the person looked at you. Their eyes went wide. Their pupils dilated completely. Their eyes went back and... And then they said, no, 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 they can't, it can't be. And then started, dropped the box, put both hands to the side of their head and started screaming incoherently. Okay, so immediately I tell Joseph, go for the ring, bring it to me. You can just reach out and grab the box. Well, I need to be the stealthy, okay, all right, fine. I bent down, I grabbed the box. How close am I to the train station, to the switch? To the door, you are right beside the back door. You teleported right in beside the person who's trying to fiddle with that back door. Right, I understand that, but how close I am, am I to the station where I need to switch to the other train so I can go to the dwarf? Theoretically, you guys were an hour out. You guys, you really want to ditch this car. Like I feel like that is a worry for later. You just got to get out. You can see out through the side, or you can now see out of the cart in multiple directions. Just get yourself out of here. Just teleport. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Yes, I understand that. I just wanted to know how far I could teleport out and how useful I could be. It's a difference between like jumping outside versus jumping to the next train that will get me to my destination. That's all. Uh, so I'm going to open the... You can oh, definitely wait. teleport back to everyone else on the other car. No, that's wait, fine. One question. Can she teleport back to the station where we left from and move from there to where the dwarf is? 
Uh, she technically doesn't have like a link from it. You know, she would have to like take something from it. Like, remember, you got there the first time because you left gears lying around Europe hidden in places that you'd like to go. She can see you guys. She doesn't need to scry or do anything fancy to connect to you. She can just, okay, I'm on the other side of the car now. Right. Okay. So first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to open the box to confirm that the ring is in fact there. And since Maddie has uh, that natural ability to sense magic, to make sure that it is the ring and not just a ring. Uh, yeah. You can feel the malevolence and greed, honestly, that thing through the box. Excellent. In that case, I'm going to teleport my ass out of the train and let everybody else deal with what's happening on the train because my mission is to get that ring to its owners. And the less attention I draw to myself, the easier this is going to go. So what difficulty do I need to do to just teleport myself off the crazy train? That's another difficulty seven roll. You're just going to like right into the wilderness beside the train tracks. I'm going to, (laughs) if there's anything Maddie can handle herself in, it's the wilderness. I'm probably more comfortable in the wilderness than I am in that train. So I am going to use a point of willpower and I'm going to roll. Oh, I didn't need that point of willpower. I really want to get the fuck off this train. You did not. You technically got two points of temporary paradox sitting around because you've done your two teleports. Since we're breaking where you are, we're going to do a very, very quick roll to see if either of them go off on you. Okay, you might be hurt by this a little bit. Two levels of bashing damage for you to soak. Roll your stamina. Uh, Straight stamina, uh, difficulty six, or just straight stamina? Straight stamina, difficulty six. Luckily, ones don't happen. You just have two levels of bashing because stamina doesn't have one subtract. So, all right, Maddie, you are cold, you are bruised, you are in the snow, in the middle of a blizzard, in the middle of the Swiss Alps, but you've got the ring and in your tight little hands. Okay, and I know the direction of the train station because we went over the map and the plan, correct? Correct. I'm going to quickly zoom from you to check in on everyone else on the train. Vincent has backed off back to you guys as things are going mad, and... This is your chance to break the connection there to the car. If you are still going with that plan. I don't think she is, but she is going to weld the door shut because the, the, uh, the thing is that if I now disconnect the car, the train will slowly stop and actually Maddie will catch up with this train card. And we that are is- back again at the trouble that we were. And Ella's in the car also, technically. Yes. So I cannot do that. Um, what I can, however, do is to try and 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 get as many people to start running down. Like, that's that's really what I want, is to for everyone to start running the other direction, then disconnect the card with me and Aurelia in it, and Ella, and then it is all fine. That is basically what I'm aiming for. So Vincent already started. I already have Vincent's attention. So I will just keep on lying to him and say, Madeline and 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 Joseph, they have just they have abandoned ship. They ran that way. I swear. Let's try to get this entire mob moving. Yeah. I mean, your other option is that you guys abandon train two somehow. 
That could also be the only worry that I have is I have already made my presence very much known. So if I if I now jump ship, I might not be able to. Oh, I could just blip out of existence because I can also teleport. The only one that will know is Vincent, but he will not know where I went. Yeah, you and Aurelia could decide to do that. Aurelia, meanwhile, you've climbed up on the su- top of the train because you were spider vanning it out of there, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I'm uh, on the side or on the top, and I don't really know what's happening, I think. Uh, well, you can see, actually, well, you can have seen what happened through the window. You can see Maddie grab the box of the ring of it, take a quick look, and then say something and kind of wink in on herself and vanish. And you see Ella look at you through the window and jump, jump, jump at you. Try to knock herself through the window, which has blown itself partly open with the snowstorm inside the car. The end of Ella is sticking out a little bit. You have the chance to try and help them out. Yeah, can I use my heavy steel plate boot to kick the window in and uh, grab Ella. I think so. I think this is exactly the right moment for that. Do I need to roll anything or is that... uh... Um, Given that you got a good pile of forces magic and stuff to make this really easy for you and entropy, I'm just going to say if you roll any successes on an arrogate roll at difficulty six, you're just going to be able to have kicked it perfectly and boom, window open, no trouble. Using a willpower because why not? It's time to get out of here. Well, I didn't need that, but five successes. (laughs) You kick the window open like an absolute champ. Ella jumps out to you. They are very happy to be out of that car and quickly umbrellas themselves enough that you can carry them without too much trouble. They can't stick to the side of trains. All right. Are you guys going to both abandon train then, I think? Yeah, as soon as Anne hears that Ella is uh, off the train, she will follow suit. All right. So you got you are able to use... Uh, at this point, I think we can safely narrative it a little bit. You're able to safely use your teleporter to get yourself off the train. Aurelia is able to use her understanding of forces to cushion her fall and make sure she doesn't have a really bad landing when she jumps. Again, these action movie themes just keep getting hummed and sung through your head. And you all are, with a bit of trekking around, distance detecting, scrying and so on like that, can find each other on the ground of the wilderness here in the Swiss Alps in a relatively inconveniently depopulated area, from which point it becomes more of a problem of find the nearest town, get some subtle easier to miss transport to the capital of Liechtenstein and take yourselves through that hole to a deep, deep realm in the umber you were told about being there. We're a little late. I'm willing to run that in the very quick way if everyone likes. Season nausea. Yeah, the blizzard makes it a real big pain, but because it's really shut down everything but the trains... However, you are able to get around that through a strange and bizarre series of coincidences that couldn't have possibly been managed by anyone who wasn't so good at manipulating chance. The shallowing itself that 
brought you to that umbral realm was hidden at a fountain in the prince's palace of all the worst places to be. So you had to sneak yourselves around with Aurelia's enhanced invisibility tricks. The palace of the ruler of a small country and go to a fountain, the waters of whom led to a river that was outside the world to a old cabin by a lake that doesn't exist in the deep depths of the umbra where a short small dwarf not small comically but small mythologically was very grateful to take a small box from you heat it up in his forge and smash its contents into a metal smear on his anvil congratulations you were able to destroy the Ring of Angari. Want to find out more about the story? Join our Discord channel. The link is in the description.